Hey everybody, welcome to Unchecked Baggage episode number 13. Well, technically 13.5. Yes, because Rob and I just spent the last 45 minutes recording and I actually screwed up the recording. So we get to do it all over again. Yay. Take two. So I'm here with my co-host, expert in all things in his own head. I'm Rob, an, I'm an expert in everything because I'm old and over time you just learn stuff. You just don't remember what it was. <laughs> well, our latest contest is over and not one single person emailed us. What but, about what about married people? Um no married people either. Okay, could you just said single people? I thought you were talking about singles. Sorry. Nobody nobody emailed us. But we did have a couple of listeners reach out in other ways. So both of those listeners will win coffee or they win coffee with Rob and Lena. Woo. <laughs> Woo. We will be reaching out to them individually to get their, e- their mailing addresses so that we can mail them their customized unchecked baggage coffee mug and coffee to go with it. And maybe if we have them mailed here we'll take pictures and post it on social media yeah we'll do that mm-hmm. yes we will do that are we gonna do the uh nude photos on the cups or what are we doing i thought we talked about nude photos <clears throat> we are not putting any of our own nudity on anything okay because that, that would be bad all right nobody wants to see that mm-hmm. Don't know. no nobody nobody mm-hmm. we actually hit a milestone with our last episode cheater cheater pumpkin eater part two we got 25 downloads. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound like much, but 25 in the first week out. The sad part about 25 is I have like 75 family members. So. <laughs> well, aside from our very first episode, that's the most that we've ever had for an episode in its first week. So thank you to everyone that's listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please share us on your social media pages. Um, we don't pay for any advertising right now because, uh, we don't have an advertising budget. So word of mouth is the best way for people to hear about yeah, us. So spread the word, please tell all your fellow, fellow podcast listeners and share us on social media or whatever. Just help us grow. Appreciate it. All right. So let's move on to today's topic. It is all about how to deal with family issues during the holidays It's that time of year, and we thought that we'd put together an episode that addresses some of the uncomfortable situations that you might find yourself in during the holidays and help you with some ideas on how to deal with them. Uh, Now, if you've got a perfect family and never have any issues during the holiday season, then this episode is not for you. But for everyone else, this might help your holiday season be a bit more bearable. There can't be that many people that have a perfect family. Somebody, somebody has a crazy uncle somewhere. Everybody has a crazy uncle who comes to the Christmas party in his whitey tidies and black socks and (laughs) white t-shirt. Yeah. I I think most people could benefit from this. Even if you have just, uh, like if you go do, um, holidays with your, your friends, you know, some of these tips can help you. Yeah. We're going to talk about several of the challenging situations that can come up interspersed with our own personal memories or ways that we've handled some of those challenges over the years. I like it when you use big words like that. Do you? Oh, yeah. Interspersed? Mm-hmm. You make my balls tingle. 
<laughs> All right. Subject number one, family obligations. First, let's talk about how stressful it can be when you have several people that expect you to visit at the same time. Now, when I was a kid, we had a lot of things to do. Um, the holidays always fit, felt like kind of a blur of activity. Uh, we went from house to house to house. And I can't really remember what we did for Thanksgiving, but for but Christmas was the big one for us. And it kind of looked like this. So every Christmas Eve, my grandmommy, who we kind of refer to now as the crazy holiday lady, um, she loved Christmas. She would have a big party with lots of food. And everyone in the family would come, plus a bunch of friends. And everyone would bring a gift. And we would do a gift exchange where everyone drew a number and then went in order, choosing a gift from the pile. Or you could steal from another person that already opened a gift. Those parties, they're probably some of the best of best memories from my childhood. And then after the party, usually pretty late at night, we would drive home and go to sleep in anticipation of Santa coming to our house and leaving us presents and filling our stockings with goodies. Then on Christmas morning, we would wake up, we'd open presents, have breakfast, and just about the time that I'd want to go take a nap or play with some of my new toys, it'd be time to go, it'd be time to uh, be, I don't even know what I wrote here. Load in a car. (laughs) It would be time to go. We would drive like 45 minutes back to my grandparents' house to do our gift exchange with them. And I think we usually ate lunch there. And then we'd pack up the car. We'd go over to my other grandparents' house because grandmommy and papa, they were divorced. And so we had to have separate Christmases. And my mom and my dad were divorced. So at some point, I did Christmas over at his house with him and my grandmother on that side too. And then there were my step-grandparents. And they lived out of state. And we usually saw them at some point around Christmas. And it was all kind of a crazy blur of activity because we had so many obligations and so many people to see. I don't think that I ever really felt the full brunt of it as a kid because I was just a kid and I just did whatever my parents told me to do, but I'm sure it had to be stressful for my parents, making sure that we got everywhere and that we, that we needed to go and then spent the right amount of time with each group of people. So that's just a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. It was kind of like that for me. Thanksgiving was not as bad. Um, there'd be some times where, um, I would be with my dad on Thanksgiving and we'd go to like my uncle's house. Mm-hmm. So all the cousins were together and we'd watch football all day. Um, but Christmas was crazy because we wake up, have Christmas with my mom. Then my dad would come get me and then we either went to his house or we went to my granny's house and when my cousin would come over. Then I had to go to my, to my Meemaw's house. And then later on, step parents would come over, grandparents would come and then would be got to come back over to here. And then it was just, it's it was a lot. Great. But when, when you're a kid, you don't care because everywhere I went, I got presents. There was food. I ate all day long. Yeah. And, and sometimes it ended up being like three days of Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas, a couple of days yeah. after. Yeah. That's probably okay as a kid, but as an adult, it gets to be a, a little bit much. When I became an adult and I had four little ones, I decided at that time that I didn't want to spend my time going from house to house with the kids. It was really just more than I could commit to at that point in time. So instead, I started doing the two big holidays at my house and told everyone that they were welcome to come and enjoy the days at our house if they wanted. Uh, And I didn't pressure anyone to come, but I opened the door to anyone that did want to. 
Um, I mean, that's not what we do anymore, but at that point in my life, that's what I needed to do for my own sanity. Cause I just couldn't, I couldn't go from place to place to place with that many kids. Yeah. It's hard to load up kids constantly, you know, four yeah. or five kids could put them in car seats, take them out, put them back in car seats. So it, it is just a lot. And at that point in my life, I was so tired. I was <laughs> having, having twins and then another one, like. It was after, right after that, it was just, it was just a lot. So now we take it holiday by holiday and, and just make plans that make sense at the time. And we try to spread our time out as evenly as we can between my family and your family. So, um, it's a little bit different now, but like one thing that Rob's dad does to make things easier on everyone for Christmas, he figures out a day before Christmas, you know, he reaches out to everyone and says, Hey, you guys, let's plan, you know, our get together. And so it usually happens before Christmas, sometimes at, like right after Christmas. Um, but it ends up being a really nice, relaxing day because we're not rushing from place to place. Like his house is the only one that we need to be at on that day. And that's all we have to do for the day. Yeah, so. we've, we've probably been doing that for 20 years. And probably 90% of the time it's the week before Christmas. There's been a couple of times it's been after Christmas, but like. Maybe Christmas dinner in the middle of the week and we did it the weekend after Christmas, but it's always the same year usually. It's never been the next year. So it's either a week before or a week after, but it's always right in there. And the nice thing about, like I said, is we go there, everybody brings food. We just sit there all day long, nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. Yeah. That's really nice. More people need to do that. Yeah. Spread it out. Yeah. It doesn't have to, yeah. there's nothing inherently magical about the the holiday day itself it's really just the concept of getting together with family that's the important thing i found an article on baggagereclaim.com called faux obligations with family and how to say no to those holiday invites so what can you do if you find yourself with so many family obligations that you're overwhelmed well this article had a really good quote that i liked it says Each time we act primarily out of obligation, we're acting like a kid who still doesn't have choices. Mm -hmm. You do. You have choices when you're an adult. Exactly. I really like that because you actually do have choices. Basically, it says that you're not actually obligated to do those, to do most things that you feel are obligations. Your family may think that you're obligated, but you're not. You're an adult who has the right to set whatever boundaries you need to set for your own happiness or mental health. You have options to keep yourself to or from succumbing to so much of the hustle and bustle of the holidays to keep your own sanity. So there are a few different things that you can do. Here are just some ideas. Um, you could rotate holidays between different sides of your family. Yeah, my brother does that because it is in Austin. So if he comes to my mom's house on Thanksgiving, then he goes to his in-law's house on Christmas. And then the next year, he'd come to my mom's house on Christmas and their house on Thanksgiving. And it's... It, yeah. Nobody has a problem because he's already told everybody this house is going to be, and that's how it is. Yeah, exactly. And you just split it up that way so mm-hmm. that you're not running so many places all in one day. Um, you could also, uh, like we just mentioned, you could celebrate either pre-holiday or post-holiday with some people to keep from having to go so many places on the actual day of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also just say no. Um, you could stay at your house. You don't have to go to anywhere. Yeah, you could stay at your house and watch holiday porn. <laughs> or you could stay at your house and cook and invite people you over. You can cook and watch holiday porn at the same time. Or you can watch cooking porn. Either way, 
porn should be watched. I don't think that should be part of your holiday celebration, Rob. Yeah. Haven't you heard that song, Porn for the Holidays? Mm -mm. Another option is virtual celebrations, uh, because especially living in the era that we are living in now, you can uh, have a little Zoom celebration. So you mail some gifts to your family, they mail their gifts to you, and then you open them up. On Zoom. On Zoom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not really my thing, but I think that, you know, I mean, well, especially if you can't travel to, I mean, you're, you're states away or countries away from your loved ones Mm -hmm. you know that's an option all right subject number two when people in the family don't get along and family holiday gatherings are contentious contentious another big word right do you have one of those crazy families that just fights the whole time well we can help you with that i found an article on theatlantic.com called why families fight during the holidays And this article says that there are four basic reasons why families get more annoyed with each other around the holidays. So maybe you get annoyed with your family on a regular basis, but at the holidays, it's even more pronounced and you really can't stand them. Well, there are reasons for that. Number one, the narcissism of small differences. It says, quote, it is precisely the minor differences in people who are otherwise alike that form the basis of feelings of hostility between them. What do you think that means, Rob? Well, we did a practice run, so I already know the answer, but <laughs> focus on the differences. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you're like, so, um, I mean, you're, you and your family, you're, you're mostly the same, right? You come from the same place. Uh, you typically have mostly the same values, mm-hmm. whatever. And so there, it's the differences that you're going to focus on and um, the little things that are going to be such a big, big deal to you for some reason. Uh, number two, social allergens. So it says, quote, small things that don't elicit much of a reaction at first, but can lead to emotional explosions with repeated exposure. Oh, I thought that meant that. When you're around people, you sneeze? No. So triologists? No. (laughs) No, it means that you, um, you know, things that would typically maybe get on your nerves just a little bit. You find it a little bit annoying. If you're stuck in their house for a couple of days because you're you're there for the holidays, then you really find it annoying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the little nagging thing they do when you see them for a couple of hours turns into you see them every day. Mm -hmm. Like they pick their teeth after they eat at the table or whatever and they... Yeah, or blow their nose at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. That's one of my personal pet peeves. I'll leave cotton swabs everywhere. I cannot stand that. Oh, yeah, that gets on my nerves, mm-hmm. too. Wine glasses yeah, everywhere. I, yeah. I think you're picking on me right now. Okay. You don't do any of that. I do leave my wine glasses around. But I do not leave, what did you say, cotton balls? Cotton swabs. Oh, cotton swabs. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, my mom used to hide them in the couch. Oh. Number three, passive aggression. It says, quote, Near the end of World War II, a colonel in the United States War Department described certain troops as having a neurotic type reaction manifested by helplessness or inadequate responses, passiveness, obstructionism, or aggressive outbursts. So basically your passive aggressive relatives are really getting on your nerves during the holidays. Like say you uh, are eating. And get done eating and you just get up and leave your plate around and they just say, oh, I guess I'll pick that plate up. You know, just little stuff like that. 
Yeah. I guess I'll move your shoes out of the way. I guess I'll do this. I guess I'll pick up your glass. <laughs> You've got like one specific example of passive aggression or of a passive aggression. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I'll, get, I'll guess I'll answer the phone. The phone's ringing and ringing and ringing. Yeah, I do that at work all the time. It'll be 10 rings. Okay, I'll guess I'll answer it now. Yeah. Instead of, but now I'll just say, answer the fucking phone. <laughs> I uh, tend to be more on the aggressive, aggressive side rather than, no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm probably the most passive aggressive person I know. You are. All right, number four, sibling rivalries don't stop at childhood. So true. So my uh, younger brother, who's seven years younger than me, I used to, I was pretty hurt on him, but you know, he doesn't let that linger. I'm so. really surprised that he's even nice to you. I know. Because you were such a jerk to him. Because I'm a cool younger. big brother. Everybody wants to be like me. Anyway, what can you do to make holidays more pleasant if you've got a family who tends to bicker, especially around this time of year? Well, you can adjust your mindset. Because you're in control of your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So instead of focusing on the bad times, you can focus on the good times. Yeah. Like when you were a kid or something. Yeah. Like so if you're going to your family's house and you get to the, you know, like you drive into town. Like don't think about the bad things that happened when you were there. Try to think about the good things that happened when Mm -hmm. you were there. And also try to feel a sense of appreciation for being together and actually feel appreciate or appreciation for the differences that everyone has. Yeah, because a lot of times, this is the only time you see them, right? So just suck it up. Spend your four, three, however many hours you're going to spend there. And just don't worry about any of that until after you leave. Then you can talk about them. But, I mean, if you're only going to see somebody one time once a year, I mean. Just try to enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Cause there's At least gotta, you get to see them. Right. Right? Yes. Some people can't see them. Or. What happens is you hold a grudge and then they die. And then the next time you have a holiday, you're like, oh, I wish I would have blah, blah, blah. And it's too late. Yeah. Try not to so, have any regrets. Yeah. So just try to try to appreciate the people that you have when you have them. No regrets. <laughs> it's a funny tattoo that people get because they don't check the spelling. All right. I found an article on allprodad.com called 10 Ways to Reduce Family Fighting Over the Holidays. And let's talk about some of those things. Um, number one, you do not seek perfection because everybody's got like the perfect holiday picture in their mind from watching all those Hallmark movies, Mm -hmm. but that's not the way real life actually is. Um, the holidays can be a magical time, but it's not going to be perfect, you know? So don't, don't set yourself up for failure by thinking that it's going to be perfect. Right. Also, try to remember the reason for the season, um, whatever that means to you, you know, whether it is a, a religious um, reason that you're celebrating or just because you love getting together with your family mm-hmm. and you like that time with them. Just try to remember the reason that you even want to spend that time with your family. Yeah, just like we were talking about earlier, this might be the only time of the year you see them. Maybe it's twice a year. Thanksgiving. And Christmas or whatever it is, holiday you, you celebrate. That might yeah. be the only time you see them. So just be thankful you get to see them. Yeah. And try to just have some fun while you're there. Also, try to practice acceptance. 
Um, not everybody thinks exactly the way that you think or, you know, believes all of the things that you believe. And that's actually okay. You know, we're, we're a wide range of people and it's okay not to believe, um, all the same things. So try to just be accepting of other people, truly accepting of other people, mm-hmm. even when, you know, their, their beliefs, um, don't, don't match. Yeah. Um, so what if I like to play with Barbies? Okay, that's my deal. I like to play with Barbies. Accept it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Don't need to bring it up all the time. <laughs> right. Also, it says, do not add fuel to the fire, which means that if you have one of those crazy families where everyone's going to be arguing about things, you better not be drinking. Drinking just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. Also, you can declare a truce prior to the holiday. So if you already know of an issue, either like, let's say you're having an issue with someone in your family, or you know of two people in your family that are having an issue with each other, um, try to get a truce declared. So reach out to the person, be like, hey, I know that we are arguing over ABC, but for the sake of everyone involved, let's just... Put it to the side for the holiday and get along. Yeah, I wish my mom's side of the family could do that. Yeah, me too. I got like seven, eight uncles, eight uncles and aunts total, and probably can only see two of them. Yeah, because they're all fighting with each other. That's so which uh, makes us all fight. So they fight, and then the kids fight, and no one even know what we're fighting because we have to take sides. This is like okay. But do you actually do you fight? We don't, I mean, we don't I've fight. I've never seen you fight with anyone. No, we don't fight. It's just like. They fight over whatever, and then it's like, okay, you can't talk to her, 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 him, because they said this to me, and they said this about your grandmother, and blah, blah, blah. So and then this year, and then next year, somebody different. It's always somebody missing. Yeah. So you're, like, not allowed to have yeah. contact with people. Yeah. That's so stupid. It's dumb. I know. All right. The next one is human shields. That one means that... You keep children, <laughs> keep the children around you so that, so that the adults don't say anything out of line. So if you don't have any kids, borrow somebody's kids to take with you. Just say it's your adopted kid. Just say my adopted kid. That'll, they'll talk about that instead of talking about you. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, uh, you could do a sing-along. Now, I don't have a very musical family, and so we've never been like the sing-along kind of family. I wish we were. That's a lot of fun. I have a musical family. Do you? Oh, yeah. My cousin oh, on my dad's yeah. side, all of them can play instruments. And then my dad can play guitar. And I think Scott can play the guitar. I don't know. Really? Why don't we ever do any? Because they suck at it. Musical Scott stuff. and my dad suck at oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I said play. didn't say play well. Oh. Now, the well, other side of the family, they play well, but not this side. Well, it is impossible to be upset when there's a sing-along happening. That's true. So, you know, if two people seem like they're maybe not getting along, you just start singing and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is the governor has issued a pardon, which basically means just forgive them, whatever it is, just forgive and forget, let it go and move on. I mean, I know there are some things you can't mm-hmm. do that with, but you know what? A lot of things are really not as important as you think they are in the moment. So just get over it. Uh, the next one is sometimes you just have to have a laugh. Yeah. My family's really good at that. Yeah. We spend basically all day making fun of everybody or one person. Sometimes it's, we just take turns making fun of people. Mm-hmm. But 
it doesn't matter if we haven't seen each other in a year or two years. It just starts right, bam, as soon as everybody gets together. Sarcasm <laughs> and jokes and making fun of people. Laughing is, you just, nobody can be upset when everybody's laughing. No. So just find something that is funny and let's laugh about it. Um, and then the last one is give thanks. So just be thankful for the things that you have, for the people in your life. Um, even if they get on your nerves sometimes, just be thankful that you have them in your life. Cause there are so many people that don't have family like that. That's true. So be thankful, be grateful. Um, I've got a note down here about our personal story about the time we went to Mexico to avoid our family for Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we couldn't, we couldn't all agree on where to go for Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, we, we typically don't, actually don't have a lot of, um, personal, strife during the holidays but there was one particular holiday where um we couldn't figure out i guess nobody wanted it like we wanted to have it at our house nobody wanted to come to our house and we we're like fine we'll just go to mexico it was not that bad it was okay it was, it was hot at least the kids hated it you, the kids hate it because they hate the heat we're at an all-inclusive resort, and all they do is making fun of people that go to all-inclusive resorts, and they stayed in the room and ate French fries when you could have anything you wanted to eat. I, think, I loved it. I think they also hated it because it didn't feel like the holiday. Well, it didn't feel like Christmas. Because it's yeah. Well, sometimes it doesn't if you live someplace warm. <laughs> well, and there's no family around. Okay, but there was Christmas trees everywhere. Whatever. So. Anyway, subject number three: gift giving. So as families change and grow, sometimes it's really hard to afford to get gifts for everyone. So what do you do if you can't afford gifts for everyone? Or maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's what I wrote here. But maybe you like actually just don't want to give gifts to everyone anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that could, that's, a, that's a legitimate thing. I'm the too. gift. Me being in your presence. Here. <laughs> I am here. Bestow my greatness. First of all, holidays shouldn't be all about the gifts. You know, I mean, like if you have the money and you want to give a gift, then you, by all means, give gifts. I mean, that's my love language. I Mm -hmm. love to give gifts. Um, But that's not all that the holidays should be about, right? That's true. Usually you have some deeper meaning, you know, that the holidays mean to you. So, um, you know, that's one thing. so some ideas of things that you can do are you could make homemade gifts. That tends to be cheaper than mm. purchasing gifts for everyone. Yeah, give out family photos. Yeah, you can do that. Um, I also, uh, like last year, uh, for our friends, I made um, goodies like cookies and cakes and stuff like that and packaged, packaged them all up. And um, those actually, everybody seemed to really like them. Um, so only, I did. Only one person went to the hospital. Nobody went to the hospital. Also, you could, uh, and we do this at a couple of our family gatherings, where you could do a gift exchange where everybody just brings one gift and then, you know, everybody gets a number and you do the exchange where, uh, you know, goes in order, you pick a gift or you can steal from someone else and there's usually a dollar limit. So, you know, up to $20 or $30 or whatever, whatever your dollar limit is. Uh, that way you're only bringing one gift instead of bringing a gift for every single person. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or your family, you could, you guys could decide, you know, okay, instead of buying gifts for the adults, we're only going to buy gifts for children. Um, or even, even with that, um, you could, and, and this is what we do on like your dad's side of the family, we can exchange numbers for the kids. So everyone, you know, every kid is responsible for getting a gift for another kid. So really that family is just buying one gift for however many kids they have. So if I've got three kids, I'm buying three gifts um, instead of buying 17 gifts for all of the kids, you know. So it can really help to uh, help you to stick to your budget. And, and speaking of that, you do need to try to stick to your budget. Set a dollar amount for each person and just don't go over you know, the holidays aren't a time where you have to show everyone how much money you have. Right. If you don't have it, don't spend it. You know, really try to stick to your budget. Um, you can also shop early for better deals. Uh, like if you're looking online, you can find better deals. Um, you can also give, uh, give gift card or sorry, not gift cards. You can give cards instead of gifts. So, um, if you're like really tight on money, just give someone a card and write something really yeah. meaningful in it. Or you can go to the dollar store and buy gifts. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, if you can find just, stuff there. Well, no, you can just, yeah, because everything's a dollar. You just buy, you know, a bunch of stuff. So they looks like they get a lot and it's only a dollar each. Yeah, yeah you can. Trust uh, me, you can. I, I know you can, but I mean, like you want the gifts. If you are going to give a gift, you want it to be meaningful. Not just like, here's a bunch of yeah. crap. It means a lot to me to give you this gift. Crap. <laughs> and you want to give gifts because you want to, not because you feel that you should. I found an article from the New York Times.com called Leaner Holiday Giving, or sorry, Leaner Holiday Gift Giving, Bountiful in Spirit. Um, and it had some really good ideas. And one of them was that, let's say you take your, your whole family and you say, okay, here's what we're going to do this year. Somebody's going to be our banker and we're going to put together a pool of money. So everyone, you take your, your budget that you would typically spend on this family and you give it to the banker and then the banker takes all that money. Half of it is going to go to charity and the other half is going to cocaine, cocaine. No, the other half is going to be split up to each individual who then buys their own present and brings it or wears it to the, to the celebration. And then you guys can all discuss like what you bought. And then like over dinner, you figure out where you're going to send your charity money. So you guys all decide on a charity so, together. So, so, okay. So let's say everybody donates money, you get $500. Mm-hmm. So you take two fifty to a charity. The other two fifty is divided out equally between everybody that donated money. Yes. They buy whatever they want with it. Yes. And then, they so all it. this is done before you get together. Yes. Okay, I don't know. That's a weird idea, but. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I'd rather just take all the money and donate it someplace. Well, I mean, this way. In that in that family's name. This way, well, I don't know. This way something gets donated and then everyone also gets a gift, which is kind of fun. Because mm, yeah. then you all kind of go through and show, oh, look what I bought. You know, so in in it's something that you want, obviously, because you're buying it for yourself. Or I guess you could take it each take that money, buy a gift, and then wrap it, and then you can still do the gift exchange, but nobody knows what everything is because. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, you could do that too. Um, or you could uh, maybe you do this a similar thing where you take all the money and then you do a family thing where you can I, just one thing that I thought of because this is something that um, we did 
several years years back now, but we went to the Ronald McDonald house. Uh, that, and that's where families stay whenever they have a child that's at the hospital. Um, you know, for some, something really big mm-hmm. anyway. And we, we cooked for those families at the Ronald McDonald house. So you could do something like that where you pull all of your money and then you go do something charitable with it as a family. So that was, of- that was actually pretty cool. I like that. Ronald McDonald house thing. That was fun. I did too. And I've been wanting to do it again. Um, but my aunt and uncle are the ones that, um, organized it last time. And I'm just afraid that I'm not, competent enough in the food area to organize that myself. So but, we, did, we did, we had to provide the food also. Yeah. 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 We, we, yes, we provide oh, okay, the food yeah. and you have to like bring all the ingredients and all of that. Okay. Yeah. It's not harder. I mean, we could probably figure out a way to do it. Yeah. I mean, we could do it. It's like doing the family reunion. What do you want to cook? And then everybody, you bring it and everybody brings side dishes and makes them and bam. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and we, and we actually, at uh, the company that I work, worked for up until Friday. Uh, we, um, we did that too a couple of years ago at the Ronald McDonald house. And yeah, it was very similar to what we did whenever we did it as a family. Um, so, you know, things like that, you can just pull your money together and maybe do something charitable as a family. Um, so that's a good example for the kids for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Subject number four, politics. My favorite subject. Rob hates politics. <laughs> hates them. I hate it so bad. I know you yeah. do. So I, I mean, have, I don't hate politics. I hate talking politics. Yeah. Um, so I have a family member that has uh, gone very far leaning one way mm-hmm. on the political spectrum. Um, very to, far. To the point where it's like. I mean, I don't know anymore because I unfollowed this person on, on Facebook <laughs> because, because I, I got tired of hearing all or reading all of the political commentary. But anyway, uh, this person is just very, very far out there and very opposite of what I feel, you know, like personally in my own politics. And, um, I, like I, I try to actively avoid any sort of conversation with this person about politics because I just don't want to engage. Uh, I think that most of us really love our relatives, you know, no matter how crazy we think their politics are. Um, and, and I think we would rather just spend time with them talking about anything but politics, mm. you know? So, um, I found this one article and it suggests that talking about politics at family gatherings is okay. If you stick to some ground rules, um, it was on grottennetwork.com and it called tips for talking politics at holiday gatherings. If you dare, just don't do it. And it's, (laughs) well, we have to present all sides of the issues here. Rob. So it says that if you can be respectful, Mm -hmm. If, um, if, yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people can, especially in person, um, if they, you know, if the person that you're talking to is being respectful, mm-hmm. I think that you can also be respectful. So I think it's a lot easier to be respectful in person than it is online. Well, yeah, because there's no, there's persons right in front of you. You don't know that you can't, you'd be too afraid of physical contact. Well, I don't know. When you're on the internet, you can say what you want. 
because there's no consequences, physical consequences for your actions. Well, and I think also whenever they're online, I don't know, I think a lot of times people don't see people as humans, you know? And whenever you have somebody standing in front of you, it's like, oh, that is a human yeah. being that I love and respect. It's like beer muscles. On your online, you have internet muscles. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're, you project yourself as being bigger and better than you really are because you're on the internet. Just like when you drink, you're usually braver than you would be if you were sober. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, it also suggests that you know your stuff. So if you are going to engage in political discussion, um, you better know what you're talking about. Like, be don't, correct. Yeah. Like don't, don't start quoting things from like CNN or Fox news, you know, I mean like total left wing or right wing, um, uh, sources, you know, like you, you need to actually have some actual um, facts to back up your, uh, your stance. Um, but also be open-minded. Hmm. And I think that, I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. So my problem with this whole politics thing, which wasn't so bad until 2016. Yeah. There have been instances where family members have just disowned people who believe different than they do, which is so stupid. Mm -hmm. So what? They vote for whoever they vote for. That doesn't change that person that you've known all your life that you had a relationship with. And all of a sudden, because they vote how you don't want them to vote. They're all of a sudden shitty people. Yeah. Okay. You can put up with them during the holidays, but that to me, that just seems so childish and actually makes you semi weak. Like you can't be around somebody who has different beliefs in you because what you're afraid they're going to hurt your feelings. Are you going to afraid you're going to hurt their feelings or what? So, I mean, that's doesn't make any sense at all, but just have that rule. If you know there are different beliefs in you, just don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's better to just not talk about it. Um, on, so there is an article, usatoday.com called How to Keep Politics Out of Thanksgiving 2020. Pass the turkey, not the touchy subject. So obviously this was written last year. Um, and there is a good quote. So, and this is kind of a long one. So quote, Four years ago, around this time of year, a strange new emotion malady, emotional malady appeared all over America. I call it Thanksgiving derangement syndrome. Then, since then, it has steadily increased in severity and pervasiveness. You'll probably rec- recognize the symptoms in family members or, alas, in yourself. TDS afflicts people who spend the Thanksgiving holiday with family members of opposite political persuasions from their own, from which few families are exempt. Sufferers exhibit the following behaviors. Dread of Thanksgiving dinner with relatives from the other party, a tendency to drink too much, and most ominously, an uncontrollable compulsion to engage in bruising political arguments that make everybody present miserable, embittered, and in a hurry to leave. It's also easy to catch and hard to control once a family is infected and it afflicts partisans of both sides equally. Right. So basically, I picture somebody who can spend time with the person of the opposite sex, different color, different background, different religious beliefs, different whatever. Okay, they can do all that. But if you have different political beliefs, oh, that's that's where I draw the line. It's, mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't make sense. If you can be around all these other people who think differently than you and brought up differently than you, then why can't you be with somebody around somebody that has different political beliefs? Cause it's just, 
so crazy right now that you either are this or this. If you vote this way, you're this way. If you vote this way, you're this way. There's no in-between anymore. It's one way or the other. Well, I think that sometimes it is hard whenever, if there are issues that you feel really strongly about, because politics aren't just this, um, this nebulous thing that's kind of up in the sky where you, uh, don't really have any personal feelings about it. I mean, politics, all it is are things that you actually, um, that, that actually affect people, right? And there are some things that, affect you very personally mm-hmm. that are very important to you. And it, and it, it, I mean, it may get the label of politics, but it might actually be a very personal issue to you where you have personal feelings associated but, with But them. the problem is most people are party liners, meaning that it doesn't matter whatever their party is, stuff that there is. There's not a lot of people like me and you who can take a little bit of each party and say, that's a good idea. This is a good idea. And not be affiliated to like, I only vote Republican. I only vote Democrat. I only vote this. It doesn't matter who's running. That's who I'm voting for. You know, I think there are a whole lot more people that are in the middle than we think there are. They just don't. Yeah, because well, they're not. Yeah, they're not the people that are being super vocal about it, right? I mean, you see the people, especially online, that are they very, you know, very vocal about their politics and they usually lean one way or the other, like really hard one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But people like us that are more in the middle, we're not usually more, more vocal. I mean, I'll be vocal sometimes if something really hits home for right. me, but for the most part, I mean, we're not out there just like spouting our beliefs, you know, because. And I do too. Like there's, I don't know you find this hard to believe, but there are some hating issues that I'll see online. And I was like, I have to comment <laughs> on that one. And then they automatically assume if it's they automatically assume that I'm for the other party, and I have to say, you know, there is more than two parties. Right. Okay? You don't. I don't have to be either way. Yeah. Sometimes so, I just have my yeah. own my own beliefs. Right. So this article, uh, this USAToday.com article that I was talking about, um, it says basically, you know, it suggests don't don't discuss politics right. uh, at your family gatherings. Uh, I mean, unless you have a family who all believes the same things, then go for it, you know? But, you know, talk about p- politics to your heart's content. Um, but for the rest of us, uh, it says uh, prevention is the best medicine. So it says to try to think about some apolitical topics in advance so that you're prepped to divert conversation into non-political territory. And it's also okay to intervene in someone else's political political discussion if it's turning ugly. Yeah, maybe it's when you do some kind of uh, games or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, have, but, have a diversion ready. Right. So if you're, people are just sitting around eating and drinking or watching TV, something comes on TV and that somebody says, oh, I would never do that. And the other person says, oh, what's wrong with that? And then it goes like this. So if you keep people busy with some kind of games that, you know, card games, whatever kind of games. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that game with the dots on it? The dominoes? No, no, the the paper you put down and oh, you spin it. What um, is that called? What's that called? We used to play that all the time when we were drunk, it's fun. I know what it's called, but it's You know, right foot on the green, left foot on yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. And <laughs> I can't think of the name. Oh my god, it feels so stupid. So if you do stuff like that, then it cuts down the chances for inappropriate conversations. Right. And then you just have inappropriate touching instead. 
<laughs> that. Well, just there's no such thing as inappropriate touching. I'm oh, just kidding. Okay. All right. Uh, so the next um, point is that you are not convincing anyone. No. So I think we all know that, yeah. but sometimes when we get in the heat of the moment, we forget. But if you talk loud enough, <laughs> then they're going to say, oh, yeah, you're talking louder than me. You're correct. Right. Exactly. I mean, there's – you're if you're – if you believe one thing and the person you're talking to believes something else, unless you guys are really like both very um, open-minded people, you're probably not going to change anyone's right. mind. So, you know, why even bother? Find something that you both agree on. Yeah. Like the Cowboys suck. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> Also, it says, and I think I might have mentioned this earlier, but don't drink alcohol or limit yourself to like one glass of wine. You mean that you or don't have it at the parties? Don't tell people not to bring alcohol? Uh, I guess so. I mean, like maybe if you're hosting it at your house, you just <laughs> don't have the alcohol there. I mean, all of our family things have alcohol, but I, I think it's basically like if, but, if you're afraid you're going to get pulled into some political discussions, don't have alcohol. We've never, ever, ever. So since I met you and that I can remember before I met you, even when I'm at somebody's house who I know is different than me and same for you, we've never been to somebody's house with drinking was involved and even remotely anything happened because I think we know and our family knows how we believe and they just like, we just don't whatever. broach the subject. Yeah, we, just really. don't, yeah, we just talk about their stuff. Yeah. It might come up kind of. But nothing, no big deals made out of it, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I think we're all kind of, I don't know. I think we all just. That's not why we're there. Well, yeah. We want to make sure that our relationship is good and right. that we're not turning anyone off by being an asshole. I think that's a big thing. All right. So that's the end of my comments here. Now it's your time. Your turn, Rob. My name's Rob. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go. So mine is uh, 10 helpful ways you can manage family stress during the holidays. Okay, so number one, you've already talked on some of these. So number one is talk in advance to set expectations around gift giving. So some of you are probably more well off than others, so you can afford more gifts, but you have to take into account everybody. So like if you do the gift exchange thing or if you buy a gift from somebody, say this is the gift we're getting and the, go, the, the limit is $25. Okay, so if you're the rich person, don't go over the $25. Just that way nobody feels bad. Yeah. Try to limit whatever the limit is. Stay in the limit. Yes. Agreed. Be selective with activities and protect your time and do what matters most to you. So there are a lot of activities and stuff around this time of year. So to keep from running yourself ragged, going from commitment to commitment, be selective when deciding what to attend, like we talked about earlier. So are you attending it for obligation or do you really want to go? Yeah. If and you if feel it, like you have to go, then don't go. Yeah. If it's just like you don't want to go. Don't go right. and just, and just be honest. Let people know that, you know, I just, I can't, I, I can't do so many things this year. So maybe put it off to later, you know, a couple of days after or a week after the holidays, if you want to see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number three, create a game plan for stressful moments and how you respond. So you can predict some of the stressful moments you'll face. Cause you probably know, like we just talked about earlier. So, you know, like your aunt's going to ask you why you're not married or why you don't have any kids. Or, you know, how come you're eating five plates of food? Whatever it is. You choose one while you dress like that. So if you already know all that stuff, just have your responses already or just shrug it off. Make a joke out of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, have your responses ready. Right. Number four, be aware of the tendency to revert to old patterns of behavior. So like you said earlier, do your brothers tease you when you're a kid? Do they still tease you? Right. And if you know that's going to happen, then be ready. Like, you know, your family when you go someplace. So mm-hmm. don't go there saying, oh, okay, this year we're not going to make fun of my sister for telling somebody this is going to be your last Christmas. Okay. She knows it's coming and she laughs it off because mm-hmm. that's how we are. So if, just be ready. You know what's going to happen. Just have everything planned. Like, okay, I know it's going to happen. I'm just going to let it go. It's only one time, whatever. Okay. Right. Exactly. Number five, set and enforce boundaries with family members who display toxic behaviors. So family members, um, maybe they're verbally abusive or emotional manipulation or they have narcissism tendencies. Okay. It can run your holiday experience and affect your mental health. So set boundaries or how much time you spend with them. Yeah. And or don't spend exactly. time with them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like if you have one of those, um, one of those relatives that just makes you feel bad every time you're around them, yeah. then set your boundaries where you don't, where you're not around them. Like if you're at a big enough family gathering, just avoid them. Yeah. Or limit your time. Like maybe do that once a quick drive by. Hey, here's your gift. I'll, I got some place to go. I'll see you later or whatever. Yeah. Or, I mean, like I said earlier, just say no. Like, sorry, I can't make it to your house this year. Right. You know, you don't have to say, I'm, I can't make it to your house this year because I find you annoying, disgusting and annoying. <laughs> I guess you could, I guess. <laughs> so number six, give yourself time to remember and grieve departed loved ones. So maybe let everyone bring up a memory about the person. Keep, keep in mind, everyone has probably has affected differently by the death. So, you know, maybe have to say, Hey, uh, Uncle Uncle James passed away. And this, hey, let's all talk about a memory of Uncle James because it was like maybe it was recently or around the holidays. So everybody can say something good about that person and get it out of the way. That's a good okay. idea. I like that one. Um, seven, practice gratitude for the people in your life and all you have. Yes. Okay, so I got this. It says research shows simply writing down a few things you're grateful for once a week can make you feel more optimistic and happy. It's also helpful to focus on the positives about your family members at those moments when you feel stressed about them. So like you were saying about crazy relative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. That crazy relative has way different beliefs than we do, but always one thing you can count on is if somebody says something bad about you, Mm -hmm. they have your back. Yeah, exactly. Say this person believes this away, but the bottom line is he loves me. Right. And you'll do whatever I need for him to do for me. Just remember that. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. The the people that are in your life that love you, I mean, really, everyone should be so thankful. If, you, if you've been blessed to have a lot of people in your life that actually love you, just please realize that not everybody in this life has that. And right. you should really appreciate those people. So this is, this is the time of the year where the differences should be forgotten about and you're Sameness, is that a word? Sameness. Your sameness should be that should be what brings you together. Your family. It's mm-hmm. your cousin. It's your uncle. It's your brother. Whatever. Your family first, and all the other stuff should be nowhere near whatever. It doesn't even matter. Secondary. Right? Secondary. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's the word. That's another big. Oh, I like okay. So number eight is prioritize sleep, hydration, and outdoor time to replenish your body. So you're going to be doing a lot of running around, a lot of eating, a lot of driving. So, you know, take time for yourself. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Maybe get a little 
fresh air. Maybe if you can work in a walk or some exercise just mm-hmm. to help, you know, reduce the stress. Cause I know for me, this is a very stressful time of year. So if you can do all that, it'll help a little bit, you know, relax. I, know. I, I don't like holiday Rob. Holiday Rob sucks. I have a lot of PTSD for Christmas. I know. When you're poor, it's not a very good time of year. I know. I know. Number nine, disconnect from screens and reconnect with the people in front of you. So if you're going to be doing all this driving around and going from house to house to see people that you don't want to see really, but maybe you want to see them. (laughs) Okay. So when you go to their house, put your phones down, spend the 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and talk to them. Ask them how they were doing. I know now because of Facebook and Instagram and all that, you probably see all the stuff that's going on in their life all the time and you probably interact, but that's not the same as being face to face like it used to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe have a bowl and say, Hey, everybody put your cell phones in the bowl. It don't have to be the whole day for just one hour and everybody just talk to each other for one hour. And then after the hour is off, get back on your phone. You know, yeah. you can really find out more people about people when you're talking to them face to face instead of their online personalities. Yeah. It's so different than, than everything you see online is just the polished version right. of everyone. So, um, yeah, just if you're, if you get a chance to be face to face with people, just put your Cause remember down. if they, if they post it online and everybody else can see it and maybe they don't want everybody else to see it. So when you talk to them face to face, they might tell you stuff that they won't put online right. that you need to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So last one, number 10, identify a lifeline to call or talk when you get to start to feel stressed. So like for me, when you're poor in this time of year for the whole month of December, basically you're running around triggering how you're going to pay for this and pay for that and get presents for this and got to move money around and take out payday loans, donate blood, whatever you got to do. Okay. So, but you also need to have either a counselor or some way or somebody you can talk to when you're starting to feel like that. They say, hey, I understand what you're going through. Prioritize your stuff. Don't overspend. Don't go into debt. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need to have some time for your mental health. So have somebody you can call, somebody you can talk to because you know what's coming if you do it every year. So like we talked about before, start planning ahead. Maybe September, October, you start, okay, this year I'm doing this. I need to talk to this person or whatever to help me make it through it. I think maybe you need some therapy, some holiday therapy. It's not as bad as it used to be Um, now that I'm rich. uh, (laughs) Well, sorry. Now that I married somebody rich, (laughs) it's not as, it's not really as bad. It's like before, seriously, I had to not pay bills in order to buy, just buy the kids Christmas presents. Then Um, I had to figure out how to buy. And you don't want to tell anybody I can't afford, I can't afford to come to Christmas because, well, actually, at one time I didn't go because I couldn't afford presents. I said I had to work when I didn't have to work. Aww. So, yeah. That's so sad. Like, I, I, re- I really do. I mean, like, I, whenever you and I first got together and, uh, you know, the first couple of years, you just made Christmas not fun for me, which Christmas has always been a very fun time of year for mm-hmm. me. Like, I enjoy Christmas because I like buying people presents and um, I like seeing the look on their face when they open them up and I like decorating for the holidays. And like, I just, I love that time of year. And, uh, for the first couple of years that we were together, you actually put like a big 
cloud over it yeah. for me because yeah. you were in such a bad mood for the entire month yeah, of December. Because it's it's hard to it's hard for me to get out of that whole. How much money are we spending? What? Yeah, thousand dollars. Well, we could just spend. Why don't we just spend twenty? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it, no, it's I. It's a problem. It's it's gotten you've gotten actually better over the years where you mm-hmm. don't seem quite as miserable mm-hmm. during that month. And I'm hoping that as time goes on it gets better. So now my way around it is don't buy me anything. That's what I say. So then I don't Yeah. But that's what I used to do too. So <laughs> Yeah. So uh but anyway, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think yes. that might be good for you. Mm-hmm. It might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to find one for you. Sex would be better. <laughs> Okay, right. right. I got a fun fact. I got a fun fact. So the fun fact is Black Friday isn't the busiest shopping day. Did you know that? You probably thought it was, didn't you? I I would have guessed Black Friday would be the busiest shopping day, yes. So Black Friday, or the day after Thanksgiving, depending on what you want to call it, certainly sees a lot of shoppers heading to the mall. But we must be a nation of procrastinators because the most hectic days of the year are actually the Friday and Saturdays before Christmas. The last weekend before Christmas. So this year it's on a Saturday. So the week of the 18th would be the busiest weekend. So that Friday will probably be the biggest shopping day of the year. Probably. And people are off on the weekends, so mm-hmm. they'll buy. And a lot of places close early on Christmas Eve. Wow. So plan ahead to avoid the crowds. Yes. Do that. All right. Well. Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's got a joke. Sorry, I thought we were done. We have to end the episode the same way all the time. So I have a joke or a pun. So what do you call someone who's obsessed with Christmas? Uh, what? Santa mental. <laughs> Instead of sentimental, so you get that. That one was lame. Okay. Are we done? <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yes. For relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We can also be found at unchecked.baggage.co, not .com, .co. On Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is unchecked.baggia1 or search unchecked.af on Instagram. Thank you to Jessica at Jesse B Creative for our awesome cover art. And thanks to everyone for listening to Unchecked Baggage and check your baggage at, at the, the door. door. Oh, we're also on TikTok, Unchecked Baggage on TikTok. Oh, I need to add that. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.